Hello, and welcome to the New Hope Church Podcast. Whether you are a member of our church family, either in person or online, or just checking us out for the first time, we believe that you belong here at New Hope Church, and we hope that this message speaks to you today. Don't forget to check us out online at newhopechurch.tv, and we'd love to connect with you on social media at New Hope Church TV. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, y'all are awesome. Y'all are too kind to me. Thank you. Thank you for being so kind. Welcome to New Hope Church, everybody, and welcome to the final week of our series we've been calling Insomnia. Uh, thank you for joining us, everyone at our 288 campus, our Webster campus, our Alvin campus, our Friendswood campus, everybody tuning in online from the Weibo Bible Church in Montana, which I think is pretty awesome. And then welcome to everyone that is at the campus that I call home, the Pearland campus. It's a great day to be in church, isn't it, everybody? <laughs> Praise God. My name is Jordan Liston, and I get the amazing honor and privilege of serving with the team over there at Pearland as the uh, campus pastor. And honestly, I thank the Lord each and every day that I get to do that. Uh, we launched that campus back in March, actually on Easter weekend, and God has been moving in a big way ever since. Here's a photo of that campus. So as you can see, Crown of Thorns, beautiful. This is our auditorium building. Uh, this is on Easter weekend here. We had a, a number of people show up on Easter weekend, beautiful service. Uh, this is actually... Our student life groups, absolutely amazing that we have uh, that many students showing up for life groups. I want to give a huge shout out to everyone who's been helping make it happen at the Pearland campus, our amazing volunteers, our amazing givers, the staff team over there. Y'all absolutely rock. Thank you for all that you do. And if everybody could at all campuses could just join me in giving a round of applause for everybody that makes it happen at Pearland. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If any of you listening at any New Hope Church campus live in that area over there by the Pearland campus and uh, you want to come by sometime, let me invite you right now. Yes, I am doing a commercial for my campus right in the middle of a lesson. Uh, they told me that was okay. Hopefully it is. Uh, we're on 1128 just across from Rogers. We got a little bit of room over there for some people. We're adding a service here soon and uh, we'd love to see you. Stop by sometime Thursday and Sunday services. The Pearland team, myself included, would love to show you around and get you connected over there. Okay, great place, great people. Okay, some of you are asking a question. Uh, it, does that mean he's Pastor Tim's son? He said Jordan Liston. Does that mean Pastor Tim's son? Yes, it does. Pastor Tim's son, um, born and raised right here in this church. And so being able to be here on this stage is something I do not take lightly at all. This is an amazing church family, an amazing church family. And I'm Thankful to have been a part of it for literally my entire life. First week I was born, I was here in this church, so I didn't have much of a choice. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I have a choice now, and there's no place that I would rather be than right here with you all. This place is amazing. So, great church family. Some of you are also asking a question that I get every week of my life, which is, wait, aren't you Carl Cherry of the New Hope Students Ministry? And let me show you... <laughs> Let me show you a picture so you know what I mean here. We look nearly identical and uh, same height, weight, shoe size, pants size, shirt size. Went to the same high school, went to the same college, work at the same place. Um, I get it. I get it. Even his kids called me dad one time. It was hilarious. <laughs> and I have no problems being mixed up with Carl because he's a great man uh, doing a great job. I got no problems except for one time. I'm in Alvin at a taco truck as I often am. 
Uh, shout out to Alvin, you got the best tacos around. And the man working the taco truck had on a cool hat with the taco truck logo, and I said, hey, while I'm here, can I buy a hat from you? And he said, I'll get you one, and I'll bring it back, and the next time you come get tacos, I'll just give it to you as a gift. Uh, can you tell that I get tacos far too much? Um, <laughs> that week, that week, okay, I'm at work, and this man walks up to me with a taco truck hat on his head. <laughs> and uh, I was like, Carl, how'd you get that hat? And he said, it was the weirdest thing, man. I was just getting <laughs> tacos. <laughs> I was just getting tacos, and the guy, like, singled me out and hands me a hat. And I said, okay. So if you see Carl around pretty soon here, they're getting back from camp. Would you tell him to uh, give me my hat back? How about that? <laughs> All right, today we finish up our series titled Insomnia, and this series has been so helpful for me, so helpful, and hopefully for you as well. And today, our topic is busyness, or time. The Bible has a lot to say about our time and how we spend it, and we're going to dig into that today. Our theme verse for this series has been this, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so today what I want to do is start with a prayer and then we'll dig in, all right? Everybody, all campuses, bow your heads and let's pray together. Lord, I pray that while we're in your house today that we would all just come before you and lay our burdens at your feet. And I pray that we could find biblical rest in you, Lord. Some of us really, really need it. And I know that you want to give us that, Lord. So help us to come to you today in faith that you will provide exactly what we need. In Jesus' name, everyone said... Amen. Okay, let me ask you a question. How many of you would say you often feel too busy? Often feel too busy? Hands up. Maybe too busy to partake in the hobbies you want to enjoy as much as you want to do them. I know that one. Uh, how about this one? Too busy at home with projects? I'm going to put both my hands up and my foot up. And I would do the other foot, but I would fall down if I did that. Um, how many of you do like I do and... When you lay down to sleep, instead of counting sheep, you just count like your to-do list for the next morning and you kind of think through everything you need to do. You've been there before. Uh, how many of you can complete this phrase right here? I just can't seem to find the time. USA Today published a multi-year poll and they were trying to determine how people perceived time and their own busyness. And they found that in each consecutive year since 1987, people reported that they were more busy than the year before. 70% responding that they were busy or very busy, and only 8% responding that they were not very busy. When the respondents were asked what they were sacrificing to that busyness, listen to this right here, 56% said sleep, 52% said recreation, 51% said hobbies, 44% said friends, and 30% said family. And I know those numbers have gone up since this poll was taken. Check this part out. In 1987, 50% of people said they ate one meal with their family each day. But by 2008, only 20% ate at least one meal with their family each day. And I know that that stat is lower today. Those of us who are Christ followers know that there are things in this life that have eternal importance. And there are things that simply do not. And let me tell you, the enemy loves to see us waste our God-given time. So today, we're going to dive in together, and we will learn that we need to make time for the things that do matter in our lives, and we need to get some biblical rest while we're at it, okay? If you're taking notes today, let's jump into point one. 
To battle busyness, realize God has given us time. We must realize God has given us time. All of our time, all of our time is given to us by God. Jesus himself says it this way in Matthew chapter 6. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Any of you? Any of you do that? Any campus? See, add a single hour? We're not in control of that. We're not in control of how much time we have. That time is just a blessing straight from the Lord. But we are responsible for what we do in that time. And if you're alive today, and it looks like most of you are, here's what I know. You still have a God-given purpose here. We all currently have God-given time that only he determines, and we want to use it in a way that honors God. Check this verse out in Ephesians. Paul writes this. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Now, maybe you're saying, Jordan, that sounds nice, and you read a Bible verse about using our time correctly, and of course I want to do that, Jordan, but look, I'm really busy, my days, they fly by, they feel short, I still don't think that I can find the time for whatever it is that you're about to tell me, I think maybe I'll just be busy forever. You ready to look at some stats with me? These stats are about the average U.S. person, and so they're going to get a little bit personal, The average person in the U.S. spends 706 hours per year on social media added up. That's almost a month per year. How many of you look at that and you're like, those are rookie numbers. I can beat that. I can beat that. I can beat that. Average person in the U.S. spends 2,700 hours per year watching TV shows. Holy moly. Add that up. I believe it's about three and a half months. So just between these two, we're looking at four and a half months of time spent on something that's not even real. Average man spends 10,000 hours playing video games by the time he's 21. (laughs) Holy moly. And he can beat me at Mario Kart, I guarantee it. Holy moly, that's a long time. Uh, Next up, we got the average woman spends almost 400 hours a year shopping, added up over a typical lifespan. That's 3.8 years spent shopping. (laughs) I hear somebody yell, preach over here. All right. Jordan spends too much time looking at boats on Facebook Marketplace. Any other? <laughs> Let me know. You, you found one? Send it to me. I'll look at it. I think my wife put that last one on there. Uh, this list is probably applicable for some or most of us. For others, perhaps a time-wasting, not eternally important item made this list in particular. But today what I'm doing is I'm, I'm praying that the Lord will help us all to pinpoint a few areas in our lives to make adjustments in as we dig into the lesson today. Here's a fact. Time management is not real. Time management is not real. You and I cannot manage time itself. We're not God. So we'll never be able to add an hour to our days, as Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6. It's just simply impossible But here's a better way and a more biblically correct way to think of our time. We're not actually managing our time. We're managing our priorities within the time that God has blessed us with. And why would we want to do that? We want to do that because you can use all of your time on things that are not worthy of your time. How many of you know that? You can use all your time on things that are not worthy of your time. God blesses you with time each day. His mercies are new every morning, 
And inside of each of those blessings of a day, we place the things that we choose. And that is a huge responsibility for us as Christ followers. None of the things that I listed just a moment ago are actually bad on their own. They're kind of funny. But they are bad if they are stealing the limited God-given time that you have from something that does matter. And that fact right there is what's going to help you find room in your schedule today. Uh, So we've kind of scratched the surface on the fact that we probably have some places where we could make room in our schedules. So what are we going to make sure is in our schedules? Let's jump to point two. To battle busyness, God's priorities should be our priorities. God's priorities should be our priorities. Maybe you've heard the story of Mary and Martha. They were friends of Jesus along with their brother Lazarus. And Jesus would actually stop by their home when he was in the area, which is absolutely awesome to think about. On this occasion for our story today, Martha was busy preparing the meal and Mary was not. Mary was rather sitting at Jesus' feet, just simply listening to him. And that was annoying Martha. So finally, Martha speaks up and she says, Jesus, tell her to help me. And Jesus responds like this, Martha, Martha, which just side note, would you like to have a Bible verse where Jesus calls you out by name twice? Like, goodness. (laughs) Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Think about that for a moment. Jesus, in this story, is literally in the house with Martha, and uh, she's worried about chicken pot pie or something. Now, maybe you're thinking, I would never do that, Jordan. If Jesus was in my house, I would never do that. I've read this story. How dare Martha? I would never do that. But guess what? If you're a Christ follower, Jesus is in your house and every area of your life all the time. And yet, you and I are often consumed with, worried about, upset about things that do not matter in the long run. And we can't give up the things that are important for the time for the things that are not. So, What does the Bible say is important for us today? I'm glad that you asked. What I've done is I've kind of boiled it down to a priority list for us today so you can get your list straight and sleep well tonight. Jesus gives us point one of our list, and it is this. Love God. Love God. He says this in Matthew chapter 22. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. God has to be number one for us as Christ followers, nothing else above him. You all are here today, and so that means you have some desire to grow in your faith and learn more about God, and you've prioritized church today, and that's excellent. But your active love for God is not limited to when this service closes out here in a little while. It's with all of your soul, it's with all of your mind, in every area of your life, And then as we continue this very section of scripture, Jesus gives us point two on our priority list. He says this, to love others. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So we're supposed to love God and be continually growing in that relationship with him. We're to be constantly showing others around us the love of Christ as well. As Christ followers, these are very clearly at the top of the list of priorities that align with God's priorities. So we make sure that we spend time on God. 
We spend time on others. And here's one more, and this is where we can actually kind of take a step today if we need to. Point three is serve. In the act of loving God and others, we're called to serve. That's a huge way that we show Christ-like love to our families and to everyone around us. We're called as Christ followers to follow Jesus' example of a servant. Philippians chapter 2 explains this very well. It says this, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but rather he made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant. Jesus' whole life was an example of serving. In John chapter 13, we even see Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. And we too are called as Christ followers to love others through our acts of service. We're called to not be prideful. In fact, the Bible says that God opposes the proud. We're called to get humble, to love God, to love others, to serve others, okay? Now, you might still be saying, Jordan, I'm still busy. Here's the thing. If serving was a priority for Jesus, and we know that it was, then it should be a priority for us as Christ followers as well. Jesus had important things to get done, and I hope that you all don't mind me saying they might have been a little more important than what me and you have on our list today. And still, with his time, He was a servant. So when you, in prayer, look at your full schedule and our priority list today, ask Christ to make known to you the things that are stealing your God-given time and help you to make room. We need to love God, love others, serve others. And today's a great day to be talking about this because it's actually Team Up Weekend. Team Up Weekend. You heard uh, your campus pastors talking about this a little bit. At all campuses, in your lobby areas and ministry areas, there's staff and volunteers. And they're, they're ready to answer any questions you have and give you tours and get you signed up, okay? Volunteering is a great way to get connected to other believers and grow in your faith. And as we always say at New Hope Church, this place runs well and does kingdom work because of amazing volunteers and amazing givers making it happen each and every week. So today, if you don't serve... Go out in the lobby after this message, talk to somebody, get a tour, see what goes on behind the scenes, and perhaps even get plugged in today, all campuses, okay? Next up on our priority list, we have this. We have rest. Rest is a crucially important part of our life and a theme all throughout the Bible. In fact, all the way back in Genesis, God takes a break. He takes a break. He creates everything in six days, and on the seventh day, he takes a break. In Jesus' ministry here on this earth, we see him often take time to uh, alone to rest and spend time in prayer. In Mark chapter 6, Jesus does this. He sends out the 12 disciples to do ministry, and when they return, they're telling him all of the things that they had done and seen and the things that they had taught, and Jesus tells them this. Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. He encouraged them to separate from the people who were following them and to get rest. And in our theme verse, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Here's my point. The Bible says that we need to take rest seriously. We need to prioritize it, okay, church family? 
I've also heard this said before. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. How many of you would agree with that? <laughs> you got claps right on. <laughs> so what we're going to do is get them to dim the lights at all campuses and we'll just pass out pillows and I'll just be quiet for the rest of the time. <laughs> just kidding. I want to tell you a story. I drive a bit of an older truck. It's coming up on uh, 200,000 miles, you know, and it's been running hot, so the motor would get hot. And when it would start to get hot, I would just shut it off, and hopefully I had made it to where I was going and kind of let it cool down while I was in here or at, uh, at the errand I was trying to complete for the day. And I would let it cool down and come out, pull the radiator cap, put more coolant in, and just boom, I'm off for a couple more days before it happens again. There was a leak somewhere. I remember I was so in a hurry that I stopped for gas one time and I only put a couple gallons in it because the thing was just taking too long. Anybody ever done that before? I looked for a leak around the cooling system and around the radiator, but I didn't spend much time on it because I just had other things to do. I was hoping that it would do that thing that cars never do and just magically fix itself. How many of you have been there? The magic mechanic there? Well, one day, I leave work on my lunch break and I rush to get uh, food at a drive-thru and get an errand completed that I was trying to do. And in my rushing, I let the engine get much too hot, much too hot. And I pull into an advanced auto parts. Luckily, I was right there and I shut it off, but it takes a while to cool down. So I go inside, get coolant. That takes two minutes. So I still got all this time and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I figured I'll get in my truck, I'll roll the window down, I'll just get on my phone and answer a ton of emails and I'll, I'll be productive in that way. But I got in my truck and looked at my phone, I had 2% battery left. And uh, I didn't want my phone to die in case my wife needed me or something. And of course, I didn't have a charger either. I realized then I had no choice but to just sit there, just sit there and do nothing. And let me tell you, it felt good. It felt great. I looked around like a crazy person. I just looked at the clouds. I thought about things I was thankful for. I just sat there and I realized while I was sitting there, it was the first time in a long time that I had just paused. You see, my truck is not designed to be running and running without proper coolant cycling through. And listen to me, we aren't designed to be running through life without a chance to have proper rest either. God designed you and me to have rest built into our schedule, to get proper sleep, to be present, to enjoy time with loved ones, and to spend intentional time in his word and prayer. Let's prioritize rest, church family. Some of you know about my two-year-old son, James, and the health struggles we've had. Uh, he has a form of epilepsy and has had quite a few episodes over the last two years. Some of them have landed him in the hospital. The last one was nine days ago, including a bad one last February where he spent 21 days at a Texas Children's and 11 of those in the ICU fully sedated on a ventilator after a seizure and a stroke. If you know about epilepsy, then you know in some cases at night, the possibility for seizures can increase when the brain is, is sleeping and such. And therefore, there are many nights where my wife and I barely sleep at all, uh, including the majority of the nights this week. Uh, though I feel I should give a shout out. My mom and dad are awesome, and they came over a couple nights ago 
uh, so that my wife and I could get some rest. And they stayed up for the entire night staring at the monitor, sundown to sunup, uh, just so that we would know somebody was watching and it, it helped greatly. Uh, they are awesome. There are many verses that comfort me as we learn through this to trust the Lord even more, but there's one I want to show you an image of, and this card was given to us after one of James' episodes, and uh, it was written and drawn by a friend of mine's kids, Zeke and Xander, and uh, yeah, take a look at this right here. It's Jesus' words from Matthew chapter 6, and it says, Look at the birds, free and unfettered, careless in the care of God, and you count far more to him than birds. I drew a bird here. Isn't that awesome? This verse reminds me that no matter how hard I try, my time is given to me by God, and my plans are established by him. He makes my path straight, but listen to me, he also leads me beside still waters. He has my little boy in his hands, and he has you in his hands as well. I want to close out this insomnia series with a quick story about James, uh, because God has been teaching me something through his example, and I think it will be valuable for us all. Here is James and my beautiful wife, Sarah, at the Pearland campus. Come by sometime. Check it out. <laughs> and... Uh, my wife and I, we pray every day with James, multiple times, obviously. We often ask James what he's thankful for, and we pray with thanksgiving for whatever he says. And often, it's something hilarious, like a uh, tree frog on the window. That makes an appearance quite often. Uh, lately, it's been all of the planets in our solar system, except Jupiter is the best one. You have to know that. Jupiter is the best one. I've explained to him what prayer is many times, and so at two years old... This kid really gets it. He really gets it. And it's amazing to watch him pray. I'm always worried about him as a parent. I'm on high alert all day and especially all night. There's not a minute that goes by where this is not the case, even here now on this stage. I'm hoping and I'm praying that he's okay. I have my phone on loud, specifically for my wife's number in case something happens at all times. And honestly, this wait can get exhausting. When we lay him down for bed, I always pray that he'll be safe uh, through the night. And honestly, church family, he sleeps great. He sleeps like a rock. Most nights he's just out, just sleeping great. My wife and I, not so much, but James sleeps great. Like Howard mentioned in week one, the kids, they sleep great because they know someone is watching out for them. He's just a kid enjoying life and his monster trucks as shown in this photo here. The other night I went to lay him down, and no joke, he says this. I'm not just pumping my kid up. He says, I'm holding him, I'm about to lay him down. He says, Dada, I'm going to talk to God. And I said, that sounds great, buddy. And I laid him down, and I run out of the room, and I grab my phone, and I record his monitor for a clip that you're about to see, okay? And I want to preface with this. What you're seeing is a video of James through a seizure monitor. So you're not going to be able to tell what he's saying, um, there's also going to be red lines around him, and that's just tracking his movement. Just kind of disregard those. But I do want you to see a two-year-old laying down. You'll see his hands folded in prayer as he talks to God before going to sleep. Watch this.
If you speak two-year-old, then <laughs> you may have noticed that the last three things he said were Mercury, Venus, and Mars, which is, <laughs> which is hilarious. Here's what I want us to learn from this. That kid has some health issues going on. And if I'm being honest with you all today, it's some stuff worth worrying about. But if we can learn from a two-year-old, and I believe that we can, it's this. He talks to God, and then he goes to sleep without a worry. I was going to have a point three for our lesson today, but after praying and talking with my dad and talking to the other campus pastors, I believe we can sum up this whole lesson series. It can be boiled down to this right here. With your work, with your parenting, with your purpose, with your time, with your relationships, and with whatever else is stealing the peace of God from you in your life, talk to God, place it into his hands where it belongs, place it into his will, trust him, and then get some rest, knowing that his will is good for you, and he's in control of it all anyways, church family. We're going to sing a song to end today's service and to close out this series. And I want everyone here today to take time during this song to take what is worrying you, what's stealing your peace, what's taking your time, and I want you to place it into God's hands. And if you've never accepted what Jesus Christ did for you, there is no better time than today. Let me read a section of the lyrics to you, and uh, then I'll hand it over to the worship leaders at each campus. The song says this, here is where I lay it down. Every burden, every crown, this is my surrender. Every lie and every doubt, I will make room for you. So Lord, we lay down in front of you today those things that burden us, finances, health, relationships, jobs. Every burden, God, we lay in front of you today. Every doubt we have that we're going to be able to make it through today or make it through tomorrow. Every doubt we have that you're walking with us every single step of every single day. Every lie of the enemy that just rattles around in our head and in our heart. And we know it's not true, but God, it's still there. We lay it down in front of you today. We make room for you to do what only you can do in our lives, God. Because we've tried on our own. For those in here today that maybe have never taken that first step of faith, Lord. They've never laid down in front of you all of their sins because they doubt that you're going to actually forgive them. They doubt that you actually can. Lord, today's a great day to lay that down at the foot of the cross and receive forgiveness and freedom that we only, only find in you. Lord, we make room for you today. In your name we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed the podcast, we encourage you to follow share it with friends and family, or let us know by tagging us at New Hope Church TV on social media. We would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.